Hi. Hello, Fringe. How are you? Good. How are you? Ah, uh, pretty good, I guess. Ah, I don't have my camera on, do I? There we go. Uh, You're just pointing out your window, which is shut. <laughs> yeah, it's been like that for pretty much ever since I moved in here. Like how many years oh, ago? Oh, the win window, not the camera. <laughs> yeah. And I was nice enough to put some pants on. Oh, yes, that was very nice of you. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> My work is released to critical acclaim. Your work is what? Released to critical to critical acclaim. <laughs> so, it looks like you really dug into that uh, Microsoft source code. Yeah, that was that was a pretty interesting one. I was trying to find the 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 funny comments that you see in all the code. I didn't find any s super good ones. The clipboard one was pretty good, but I'm sure there's more in there if time was put reading it. It's interesting. Okay, that's great because I didn't touch really any of that. Okay, it's like I refreshed Hacker News at like one thirty this afternoon, then suddenly Microsoft releases source code. What? Like, Yay! <laughs> that's pretty great. Ah, that works. You're powering up your old machine again. No, that's that's in preparation to say if I say goodbye XP. Ah, did you see the XP article I stuck in? Uh, I like, think I've heard something about this, yeah. Hasn't already been covered, has it? I don't think so. Okay. Oh, by the way, April 8th is Tuesday in two weeks. Can you be on? Tuesday in two weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah, that should be. Awesome. Then we can, like, have our banner, you know, goodbye XP, then, like, play nothing but the sound. Oh, it is that day, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. We can, exactly. We can, yes, this, we can have a special show. It a, falls. Like a, a funeral for XP. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be sure to get some bagpipe music or something. Yes, in a moment <laughs> of silence and all that. <laughs> so... <laughs> So yeah, I was I was you know sort of you know figuring it out. Uh, so let's see, XP was released in October two thousand one. I would have turned thirteen in April two thousand one. So XP has been around almost half of my life. Wow. <laughs> Probably the same for yours too. Um, two thousand one. I would have been eleven then at the time. So. Young and get off my lawn. <laughs> Sorry, uh, lubrication. So I got a finally bought another graphics card here last weekend. Oh, cool! I got a Radeon Aura Seven Two Sixty X. Wow, that's pretty good. It was it was more in my budget range than the it was. I got it for like a hundred dollars, so that that seems reasonable to me because it had the extra RAM and it had the stream processors, but then it wasn't like two hundred bucks either, so. It was seemed like a nice balance. Well, you say that. Just today, NVIDIA announced a $3,000 GPU. I'm not buying that one. <laughs> uh, me neither. <laughs> so, so, so I was reading, I guess this one supports Mantle. I don't know if that actually means if I can do anything fun with it or not, but well, it does just, support it. just means that it'll be more efficient than uh, it could be with like I, DirectX. If I use a game that runs Mantle, which I don't know that Tanks does that, so and since uh, that's the only game I play, it, it might. You never know. Oh, um, fringe section at the bottom link. Fringe. What link are you looking for? Oh, you, oh, this your three thousand dollar 
5,000. That's quite a few more of the CUDA cores than mine. 12 gigs. <laughs> so, do you think this will be efficient for the mining industry? Hmm. Well, typically, NVIDIA GPUs aren't that great at mining. It's the I'm... AMD cards. Ah. So, like, all the top-end uh, Radeon cards have all been pretty much going to the uh, miners of, like, you know, Bitcoin and what else uh, yeah. for, like, the past two years or so. Yeah, that's what I've been reading when I was looking for a, a, a card. Pretty much every forum post, there's always someone talking about using it for mining. It's everyone saying how that's driving the prices up. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> well, I mean... You know, if you're shopping for a card in the $20 range like you are, um, they're not exactly that great. They're sort of below the, uh, uh, like the high tide mark, I guess. Yeah, it was, it was up when I was looking at the one that was like 150 or so. They were talking about using it for mining, but I didn't want to spend that much. So I guess that didn't end up being my problem. I don't know if it would, this card doesn't look like a super, it's, it's a decent one, but it's not like that great of a one. Right. So I don't know if it's used in mining or not, but I bet it plays tanks better than my existing card, so. No doubt. That's what counts. Like, I forget how many stream processors mine had. It was like under 100, like 60 or 30 or something, so this going up to the 896 should be an upgrade. And just think that, uh, like back in 2005, I had a, a Radeon 9600 XT. It had... Uh, I think it had four pixel pipes and one vertex pipe on it. So today that would be like equivalent to about like maybe not even 20 stream processors. <laughs> that's That's got to be about what mine is. I, I, I forget what it had, but it was something like that. It was pretty low. I mean, I had that one since I think I was in college when I bought it. So it's that one summer. I think I said one more year left. It was my third year of college that summer when I bought it. That was a while ago. So yeah, there there was a like a great sort of architectural shift that happened when DirectX 10 came out. Like all the manufacturers suddenly started saying like stream processors uh, rather than uh -huh. like vertex pipelines or pixel pipelines. I see. As GPUs became more scalar rather than uh, vector based, so like how. I've how they were before, you know, it it would process things like uh, red, green, blue, and alpha parts of a pixel, uh, or X, Y, Z, W coordinates for verte vertexes. Um, so, like, they just divided that all up. I'm not sure what exactly happened, because graphics are still based upon these, you know, four-part vectors. Yeah. So. Hmm. <sighs> Couldn't find any good Raspberry articles. The closest I came to was there's one up on Slash Dot about someone did like this uh, encryptor for your passwords. Basically, the website would encrypt your passwords in this hash algorithm before storing it in the database. And somehow, by doing that, it's allowing you to basically publish your ha hashed passwords without having any problem, hmm. supposedly. But, anyways, they're using the Raspberry Pi as an in between for showing how efficient their algorithm was and they're running the, the hashing algorithm on the Pi. So you would publish your password hashes. The, they were saying it w was secure enough to be able to do that was the idea. Let me see if I can find it So, again. So it's not like a password database or anything. It's 
you know, to check to see if you entered in something that was already entered. No, it wasn't doing that. It was they're using like a, a piece of hardware attached to the Pi that was giving the the generated password a. Oh, where is that one at? So, well, I do oh. know I do know that the Raspberry Pi itself has a hardware random number generator on it. See, they were attaching this other piece of software, not software, hardware onto it. Huh. Where's the... Oh, there it is. I found the chat thingy oh. there. Actually, I guess we're talking about it on the fringe. I should, stick, I should stick it on the fringe. That might be a good idea. There we go. Huh. The secret 10-character key used to generate the HMAC resides solely on the dongle. Because it's not included in the password tables stored on servers, the key could remain secret even in the event of a major security breach. I said that that's what it was, because it, since it's doing the encryption of your, your low-security password into a high-security password, it's that's where the power lies. It's an interesting idea if you want to carry around a Pi and the scrambler things around with you. <laughs> Everywhere you go. So, um... But not much else happening for the pies. I'm gonna have to write some code and make something happen, I guess. Hmm. <sighs> ah, there it is. I'm looking at my, uh, like, sound mixer properties thing. And uh, Winamp wasn't showing up for a while. I'm like, okay, I wanted to turn off everything except Winamp. Where is it at? <laughs> so. <laughs> so have you uh, checked out the 2048 thing? I did. I played one game of it and lost. <laughs> is it possible to win? <laughs> it is. I've done so several times, even without the uh, AI help. Uh, oh, there's a cheater on it. I must have done the one that didn't have the cheater AI helper something. How did the multiplayer one work? Uh, where is that? I saw that. I played uh, the the four game and I won. <laughs> ah, that sounds like an interesting one with the AI against you. Okay, um, why don't we try this multiplayer one? Okay. Incoming link. Okay. So join the numbers. Those numbers. So there's Firefox. Okay, so I am one of the colors. I yeah, guess. Yeah, looks like you're red. So... Oh, so it's going to move all of your red... No, it moves the... Yeah, move both of them. Okay. So, at first, you pretty much want to go, like, all around, like, up, down, left, right. So, if we... Looks like you're going left and right, I'm going up and down. <laughs> so, it's basically just taking turns and is what it amounts to. Yeah. Your turn. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah, just do like this until we get to a hundred or so. Okay, so, and then now we want to start moving all the higher numbered ones to the upper left or something. Upper left, okay. So, uh, let's see. There's not much there. It's not going to help. Pretty much I can just go down or right. It's my right, only... you, you don't typically uh, want to go down. Okay, let's go right then. 
so... Oh, since we're aiming for the upper upper left. Yeah. I see. Ooh. Now we're getting somewhere. There, now we can shift them. Okay, so... There's that. Good! Now go up. Yep. And Oops. Uh, <laughs> there we go. And then I generally, like, fill in the top row at all times. Makes sense. So when you go back and forth, it stays put. What do you, oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, crap. I just violated that. <laughs> <laughs> there we can do that. It's my turn? turn. Yep. Uh, this should have a... Oh, wait. It does have a turn indicator. Oh, look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Red. All right. So, yeah. And then go left. Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. wasn't looking. Wow, I figured out what left was. I feel so proud of myself. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah. Ah. And then up. Yeah. So, see how we're sort of piping it? Sort of towards the upper right and then left on the top? Oh, yes, because we have to build up to 16, and then we can combine and get yeah. to 64. Ah, and I just now made the connection that the, the magic numbers of 128, 64, 32, 16. <laughs> I was like, hey, wait a second. I know what they're doing. It's a nice sequence of numbers. Yes, it goes through all the geeky numbers. So exactly. you, so So you know how it just jumped up from, like, the third column there? That's pretty amazing when it does that. And 256. Two fifty six. Oh yes, <laughs> that's like the sacred number. <laughs> oh no, we can't go up now. <laughs> <laughs> These colors are very misleading. Yes, because you don't look at it and see it as a possible match. I think we're gonna get that two locked in there. Okay, there so we go. Oh, <laughs> I didn't see the. Now you go the up. There we go. Now we got it. See, we can't go up now. So when we're like this, you pretty much want to go left because you don't want to get another number to pop into the left of the 256. We don't have a left move, though. We could have an up move. Uh-oh, this is bad. Hmm. Okay, so you see the 2 between the 128 and the 16? Yes. Yeah, we need to do something about that. <laughs> so I suggest clearing out that 4 and putting a 2 there. And then merging the 16 below the 256 with the 32, so we can so we can sort of shift that row over a little bit. You think about the four underneath the 16? Uh, well, we need to get rid of that, merge that into the 16. Okay, so then we can do this, and then left, and then you left. There, there we go. go. And then merge. This is pretty good. Okay. This is almost starting to look like some Metro interface <laughs> with all the, the colors. New, the new Windows 8 with the square boxes and everything. Okay, well, we can try to go up there. Hmm. Oh, I didn't realize it was my turn. Ha. It needs a better indicator than just the plain text. Yeah, and the like the colors on the squares are bad enough. You know what we need to do? We need to we fork need... you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> that was funny. And uh, remember your quote about uh, GitHub and Steam on Linux? 
Uh, yes. GitHub works on Linux. Oh, wait. Steam does, too. You need to introduce the Steam comment first in some way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was a bad move there. Oh, not so bad, though. That's the thing, is you can kind of mess up, and it's still not too bad. Hey, look there. Yay! 12. Okay, so... Now we're getting into a comfortable cadence here. Yes. Uh-oh. So it seems like where the numbers appear is pretty much at random. I Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. Except when I've noticed on my own that, uh, like, they don't... Like, the worst possible place they could appear is where they do appear. <laughs> Have you played the uh, one called uh, Evil 2048? Uh, no, I, I haven't. I haven't played it yet, but supposedly the AI goes against you in that one. Yeah. So it must be that actually does seek out the worst <laughs> possible place you can put it to. <laughs> and it puts it there. <laughs> there. Yeah, you sort of need to go up when there's a spot to the right. Okay. Hmm. Looks like we need to go back and forth a little bit. Up. There. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. Now this is where it gets good. I wonder how long we can go before it just totally messes up. So it doesn't stop you at 248? Well, like, if, uh, like a 2 gets beside that 512, like, I've had that happen before, and I'm like, okay, enough with this. Uh, <laughs> I see. Uh, your turn. Duh. Do you take it? Yeah, I take it. Yes. 124. We, we are halfway done. <laughs> Go up. There. Uh oh. There. Sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, sneeze move. <laughs> I saw just suddenly jerk. <laughs> That's the thing, is you, I mean, you can make bad moves, but they aren't, like, terrible if you make a couple. Well, I've had a few, just even one, it appears in the worst spot. <coughs> hmm. There. Now we got some strong combination there. Yes. Looks like you gotta go right, yeah. Up there. Uh-oh, crap, I gotta go down. Uh, go back up, go back up. Okay, this is, this is bad. I'm thinking we go left. But it's not terrible. So we gotta build that 64 there. Yes. Maybe have to. I wanna eliminate that red 2 above that blue, f between the blue 4s. We could slide it right and left, I guess. Yeah. There. And then we need to eliminate that 4 beside the 64. Do that. Okay, you see what happened there? That was the worst possible place. You said get rid of the 4 by the 64. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it popped in. Uh, the 2 I popped see. in. 
So go up. Yeah. Looks like you gotta go right. <laughs> it's living pretty dangerously here. Up. Well, we're getting some breathing room. Not much. Um, right or left? Say right. Squash that two. Build the eight. Ah! I'm sorry. I I I pushed the button before I, I processed your information. Well, no, no, no. That that's that's where I wanted it to go. But uh, maybe we can build off to the right here with the sixteens. Uh, ah. It's true. If we can build up the four there. Yeah. There you go. And then go left, up, left. There we go. Okay. It's not too bad now. Yeah. Now let's try to eliminate that four between the 32 and the 16, if we can. Okay, now just try to go up. Okay. Now we're talking. See, we're cooperating now. Yes. (laughs) I'm pretty sure we've said about five really good French titles by now. Really? <laughs> Let's fork it wasn't bad. Do a few things. Now, you see what we just did there? No. We uh, slid in a two beside our two below that 16 so we could parallel merge up. I missed it. They need a replay. Yeah. I think yeah. we have to fork it again. <laughs> okay. Yeah, your turn. Okay, so go up. Uh-oh, go left, 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 left. There. So, since since each one appears as a two, and all the doubling each other, so then that means there's a mathematical number of times we have to press an arrow key to win the game, right? Um, at minimum, because sometimes when you move, nothing happens. It doesn't always add a piece in? It always adds in a piece, and that forces you to finish the game within X number of turns, right? True, but you don't merge everything. Like when you merge to get the uh, get the final piece, uh, not oh, everything tr- is merged. That's true. You could have a few multiple ones. Okay. So go over yet. Hmm. Uh oh! Fly over. I could hear it. <laughs> Oh, crap, I have to go down now. Oh. Go up. Okay. This is another emergency. It looks that way. But please stay calm. <laughs> I, I saw that video. It looked like the same guys that installed Linux. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Up. I win, Red. but I don't know how or why. I think it's because you had the 1024. Oh, I see. All right, so. What, three quarters the way there? Yeah, At least. More or less. So. <sighs> I suppose we better uh, start this podcast before okay. before it's too far past our bedtime. Yes. So, um, okay. Let me go ahead and do the thing, and I'll get back with you. And uh, that, vi- like, uh, the first minute or so of that video uh, will be the cold intro. Okay. So I'm just going to like start with the announcements. And uh, don't come in until I do the thing with my finger in my mouth. Okay. What do you want me to come in and say? Well, I'm, I'll am i say something like, and now I have to pull out an Orvis or something. Okay. All right. And that was like an hour and five minutes. Wow. 
Did you do C plus plus? Uh, no. Uh, I was trying to figure up, figure out what the the tittle meant. Is that how you say it? Tittle title? How is it pronounced? Tilda. Tilda. There you go. I always forget how that's pronounced. Anyways, the tilde. If I say it enough, I'll remember. That I saw a tilde in the source code uh, for the uh, the PS3 emulator. In there, they have two constructors, and one of the constructors has a tilde in front of it. And I was trying to figure out what that meant. I think that might be the destructor. Oh. Which makes sense, since it calls a function called Claire. So, you know what? That's what yeah. it would be. Forget how the destructor is defined in C-sharp. It may actually be called a destructor or something. Like um, that. I think it might be finalized or something. But, but yeah, it's pretty yeah. weird that, you know, C++ has a explicit destructor. It is called... Uh, when the class is being destroyed, whereas in C Sharp and Java, it might never be called. Uh huh. You know what? The C Sharp way is actually the same as the tilde in front of it as well. It's just that I've evidently have not used many of them. See, see, what I would, I, I think last time I wanted a, a class to do something when it was done, I, I think I made it implement I disposable, and I just That's it. had to dispose. What's it? That was that interface I was thinking of. Uh, yeah, yeah, it does the, the finally. So, in the uh, State of the Andrew Bailey blog posts I put up a few days ago, I said that, you know, my monitors are doing good, and I'm looking forward to my next monitors being 4K OLEDs that push over 100 hertz. So... Like have uh like you know that current monitors are based on uh liquid crystals. Yes. Like the next generation of displays have uh organic light emitting diodes on them. I think I've heard about them. They're like O OLEDs. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And I'm pretty sure that a uh, few phones have them already. Really. So. I think some ten thousand dollar TVs do too. Is it something about? The- was it just the quality, or was it like an electricity savings, too? I think there might be electricity savings. I think I read about them a long time ago in PC Magazine. It's been a very long time, because I haven't read that in years. I was in probably in community college at the time, I guess. So, and I also mentioned that, uh, like, when I initially got my CPU, that the uh, heat sink was not installed right. So, like... Uh, I had an aftermarket heatsink on my CPU, and, uh, like, there needs to be arms to spread out from the heatsink itself in order to mount it. Uh-huh. So, like, the block of copper, then screw on, like, arms or something. So, I did not use the flat, the, uh, sort of flat-headed screws. It had, like, a sort of, like, a bulge in it. Yes. And it didn't, like, lie flush with the, uh, bracket. I see what you're saying. But I put enough, uh... Uh, like thermal material in there that there was a bridge there so you know my cpu would uh, cool down enough but when it was active it would get up to like 98 celsius yeah i've always heard you want as little of that thermal material in there as possible yeah so it was only when i uh yeah since it was a sandy bridge motherboard i had to send it back after a few months because the storage controllers were going bad And I mentioned in this post, it's been three years since then, and that's when a significant fraction uh, were supposed to go bad. Ah. So I went ahead and sent in my motherboard, because all of them were recalled. 
Um, so I got that replaced, and that's when I realized, oh, you dummy, that's why your CPU is getting really hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then between that and uh, like a few like a few months before was when my uh, graphics card was acting up, and I didn't know that it was my graphics card. So, yeah, those were uh, some puzzling times back then. So, yeah, imagine, you know, getting your graphics card back that you thought it was the problem, but apparently they, the company said that's not the problem. <laughs> Hard, hardware can be the toughest thing to debug sometimes. And then, and then you build a whole new system around it, and it's still cursed. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> so, yeah. And then, and then I might have told you about the, uh, the invisible CPU. I know I've, I've told it before with Chris on the podcast, but uh, uh, was it was my toilet, actually, that, uh, like, I was uh, going to give it to my mom. And so, you know, I opened it up, cleaned it out, and I had this spare heat sink that I wanted to put in there. So, like, I take off, you know, the mounting bracket, and the CPU is just, you know, right there. So mm-hmm. I start to pull it, and... I'm not sure what I thought, you know, it's like, well, it's loose. It should be loose. It should come right off. So, you know, I, I'm, you know, turning it a little bit. I'm keep on pulling. Then finally it just lets go. And I look in the socket and there's nothing in the socket. <laughs> so I'm like, has this thing been running on air this entire time? <laughs> there's no CPU there. It's magic. And then it's like, uh, you know, it's like, well, I didn't hear anything fly across the room. Look on the heat sink. Oh, there it's it. There it's at. <laughs> <laughs> you know, thank goodness I, uh, like, none of the pins pulled out. So yes. I think I think maybe one or two were slightly bent, but that's why there's mechanical pencils. So, yeah, that was a uh, weird experience there. It's like, this is where it's supposed to be, and it's not there. <laughs> so... And that was, I think that might have been the second time where I realized that thermal grease, thermal material, yeah, acts like glue after it's been in there for a couple of years. Many years, yeah. And I think it was uh, also when I, you know, upgraded to my current CPU and motherboard that, uh, you know, getting the CPU off of there, it was kind of glued on there. I guess it means that you must have a good fit to it if it bonds that tight. Yeah. And it's probably happened uh, with my current system as well. So, yeah. So I was looking at the Unreal Engine, and they have like a a video tutorial thing, and it looks like they have like a fancy IDE where you can design your, your oh yeah your world. So it doesn't look that difficult to use. Me, whoa! They're like throwing balls at the chairs, and they're just like flying up into the air. And oh yeah, wow! I've I've seen some of the. Uh, tech demos there and they're pretty pretty amazing like uh like they dynamic they used some sort of dynamic library where they flip to that ide change something save it compile it then go back to the engine which is still running and it's took effect already yeah so apparently one of the uh, complaints from unreal engine 3 was that you know if you made a little change you had to sort of cook things for a while You'll sort of like compile everything, even yeah. all even all of the uh, content, so that could take upwards of like twenty thirty minutes for <laughs> you for you to you know test your change. That's pretty annoying. So if it gets down to you know the cost of switching to another window, that's pretty good. 
Yeah, exactly. It's a significant difference. So, and like some of the other things, like uh, some of the particle and lighting effects are just amazing. It looks pretty nice that they have a whole set of tutorial videos there. It'd be interesting to watch and see if it, like the whole way through, and actually see if it looks doable and possibly just try it out sometime for fun. Let's see, uh, incoming to the fringe section here. Uh, here's one of the uh, uh, real-time demos, uh, the Infiltrator. Um, let's see, there's another one. Unreal 4. Oh yeah, Elemental, that's it. And the one video has like a guy with a flashlight and you can see like the flashlight beams on the, the cloud of smoke there as he walks through that cloud of smoke. Wow. That's pretty nice. So I've also put in another one, uh, which I think is a little bit more uh, impressive as far as like particle effects. Okay. Oh yeah, it does has the smoke and the curtains, the light. So I wonder how hard it is to make from the gaming engine just make a scripted movie basically out of it. Um, it's been done with actual uh, games. That's called Machinima. So, oh yeah, that's another application, you know, movies. Yeah. And I think, uh, I'm pretty sure I heard not too long ago that someone's making a movie from like an off-the-shelf game engine. I'm not... I've forgotten what it's called, but I'm pretty sure someone's doing something like that. That'd be kind of interesting. You know, like, totally skip the Pixar model of, like, taking an hour to render every frame. Just, you know, get one of those huge $3,000 GTX Titans. <laughs> yeah. Have, have your, video, your movie all laid out and then set it to record and sit there and watch it. Mm-hmm. See now, now I'm watching how the uh, how the stone just falls on the ground and breaks up. We must be watching close to the same spot because I just saw that and now the lava and like the particle effects are pretty impressive in this. Yeah, like especially the snow. I've always wanted to do snow properly. World of Tanks is coming out. Their next update is pretty big. Going to make it so you can shoot the buildings and and like it differentiates if you shoot a building with like a a armor pe penetrating round versus like an exploding round. The exploding round would like actually burst the building up and I guess they said that it can go down to the brick level like you can see individual bricks being broken versus versus like the penetrating round would just pass through the building and then you can like drive into the buildings and smash them in an intelligent way. So yeah when I first got into graphics you know like I remember making a terrain and it was pretty good but, uh, like, I also wanted to, uh, you know, do some snow. Mm -hmm. So I got, like, a few thousand particles and uh, also, uh, like, made them, like, sort of, like, go random a little bit. Yeah. And, um, like, I pretty much had to fake it. <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't, like, true random snowflakes, you know, going back and forth and down. But I think it was more because Python was not fast at the time. Uh so how did how did you fake it versus how it would have been real? Um, I think I just 
uh, like sort of did the whole thing at once. So like all the snow particles were going in one direction at a time. Okay. Instead of each particle individually having its own path. Yeah. Although, oh crap, I forgot to put in WebCL. Um, but like with uh, like sort of general computation on GPUs, that that would be, I'd say, ideal. Like just you know compute all that random movement on the GPU itself. Yeah. It would be like totally faster than doing it with the CPU. The whole mining movement's very interesting using the GPUs. I, I still wonder if they're really many of them are actually cost effective by the time you figure out the electricity in in them. Yeah. But they're interesting. And uh, especially with, uh, you know, Bitcoin nowadays, like, it's not even, uh, like, it's kind of pointless to mine on a CPU, and it's even pointless to mine on a GPU now, too. They're all going to custom circuits. Custom circuits? What do you mean? Um, like, application-specific circuits. So there's, like, a CPU, like, some sort of a processor just built for and dedicated to mining Bitcoin. Well, they build a custom piece of hardware for that? Oh, yeah. Huh. And it's pretty much happening to the uh, other currencies as well. I don't know if those are going to last long term. I mean, yeah, they have the anonymity for people that want to hide their activities. So it's kind of like the Swiss bank thing. But I don't know. It seems like the money structure is, isn't based on very much other than their algorithm. And then if something's wrong with the algorithm or people figure out how to mine too quickly, then suddenly it kind of all goes away. And really, by using the currency, aren't you kind of paying the people who mine to mine mine more coins, essentially? Because the more other people mine, your value depreciates. Yeah. So essentially, you pay people to make your money. But at that point... But at that point, if other people are, you know, mining it, there's probably a market for it. So the value of the currency just keeps going up. As long as it's recognized as a um, currency by other people, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, things are bought and sold in it. Now th- yeah, th- that's the key. You have to get the outside buying and selling has to go on with it. It does, it does have the very good advantages. It's not then really tied to a country per se. So that could make it shine if some country took it and said, "Okay, this is our new currency," and then like you had a couple other countries go on board with it. That could make things interesting. All right. Well, I guess that should be it. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I'll see you Thursday, which is not tomorrow. Surprise. Yes. So uh, should we do this again on the eighth? The eighth. Let me put it in my calendar so I don't forget. But yes, we can. All right. Cool. All right. Bye. Bye.